how do you draw the line between the heart and the art? You know, that is, that's a good question. And that's really a hard thing many times mm. for a lot of people. Um, and, and you start to get into that, really the spirit of discernment. And the more time you spend with somebody, the more uh, they'll show you themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the more God will reveal to you as well. Um, and so often, oftentimes I, I, I ask people, you know, well, tell me about yourself. You know, tell me what, what are you, what do you expect to inspire in life? You know, what, what are the things that you're looking for musically? Um, and, and you can often tell who's really serious and who's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, one of the things we always say, you know, we always hear in the churches become taboo is, oh, they, they so anointed it, you know, this. And I'm like, well, what qualified them to be anointed? Was it just because they had all the riffs and runs and had you, uh, they tapped into your emotionalism? Mm. Or was it because you really felt the presence of God and the spirit of God that as they opened their voice, you could feel the anointing of God flowing through you? Right. That's so true. I always say this. I, I feel like the term oily is overused. Oh, oh God, got it oh, is. They got this. And I was like, yes. what, what does it mean? Right. Like, and, right. And who appointed you the chief of the oil? Like, right. How do you? How do you? Who, know who made that? you the decision maker? Right. <laughs> who made you the decision maker on who gets the oil and who don't? You know what I mean. So are you just saying? And I'm with you because there are certain people that can be emotional and they're good at what they do. They're right. the art. And if you are crafty and if you're great at your art, you can move people. Only right. me, a discerning spirit will know the difference between the art and the heart of the thing. And you right. hit that on the nail because that's that's just what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because they look very similar. They do. But if you discern, they're different. And see, this they're is why people, different. this is what, right, right. That's so true. And this is why people, so many people are being bamboozled and fooled in the church. Mm-hmm. Because in order to have a discerning spirit, you have to have a lifestyle of worship. You have to have a lifestyle of prayer. Mm. and consecration and really building that relationship with God. Uh, and that's how that's how you build your discernment. Right. Um, and so many people don't have that, especially when you get into, you know, they have this term now, musical churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the church has been based off of music all of the time. Uh, and so if you don't have that strong music ministry, now you don't have a big church. Right. right. Because they haven't been built off the word. They haven't been built off their relationships with God or what have you. And if you don't have the music, then they don't know. They don't have an identity. Mm. And so it's the same thing in our discernment when people can't discern. Uh, you know, I was sharing with a pastor. We were talking about discernment. He was actually studying this in his class in seminary. Mm-hmm. And um, and he brought out something that was really, really uh, striking to me. He said, uh, in class, we've been talking about discernment, and what we found out is discernment is not about the other person or the person you're discerning. It's about you. Mm. And um, I said, man, I said, that is so important for people to understand because we discern based on our experiences. We discern based on uh, what we've learned from the word of God, based on our relationship with God. And if you don't have a relationship with God, what you may be discerning may be wrong. Mm. And so you could be discerning, getting back to what we were talking about, you can be discerning that somebody is oily, <laughs> uh, but your discernment is totally off. Right. 
Because what, what is oily? What is the definition of oily? What did God say about oily? Is that even in the Bible? Oily. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And run with it. And run with it. And unfortunately, <laughs> you have so many people that follow, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're wondering why we are uh, living in an in a era of dysfunctional churches. Mm. Because we're using these defunct, dysfunctional uh, cliches and um, colloquialisms in our churches and people just, they just taking them and run with them instead of really saying, no, let me try the spirit by the spirit. Is this really what God is saying? Is this really how he's operating? You know? Wow. So with, with that whole thing and with you now being over your own ministry, how would you tell someone like a young minister of music or someone young in worship, um, when they spot out hidden agendas in music ministry, how do you how do you handle that? Do you let them work? Do you mentor them? Like what what would be your step in you know helping someone who had you know because there are people that come you know people came to us um, right. they thought our church was big so showtime. Right. Church wasn't a showtime church. Right. Um, we weren't what you thought we were. <laughs> right. <laughs> but how do you um, address that? Or how would you give tips to someone to handle situations <clears throat> like that? Sure. I think I think the first thing is, is definitely having that meeting, that conversation, um, when you kind of sense that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways that you can prevent that from, well, I'll say to a degree, is do like what we used to do, where we had the auditions, you know, where we had the pre-screen, we had the the interview process of those that wanted to become a part, you know, of the praise and worship team, uh, the choir and things of that nature, um, in order to kind of sense where they're at, you know, where they're at in their journey, um, you know, where they're at in their spirituality and things. It's, it's like, you can't be a new convert and, and, um, and don't have that spiritual foundation right. to really you know, okay, now I'm ready to usher into the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. God can do anything, but there's still levels to this thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's the first thing is once you recognize that, talk to them about their intentions mm-hmm. um, and, and the purity of their hearts. I think that is so, so important in worship. Some things that we've missed mm-hmm. about really being pure from their heart. Uh, so that's the first thing, having a conversation with them. And I'm the type of person, um, and I've developed so much over the years, uh, even through um, research and really studying the word of God mm-hmm. and really seeing that, uh, you know, God can change our motives. Everything is based out of the motives of the heart, right? Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of an individual that came to our church. Um, individual was, uh, uh, was, operating previously in some uh, lifestyle that wasn't appropriate and we we didn't agree with and um, but he had changed you know God had saved him and we literally told him hey if you really want to be a part of this sit a whole year come attend services attend praise and worship I mean not praise and worship but attend uh, rehearsals and all of this and after that year we'll evaluate it and go from there and literally this individual did everything we asked of him but not only everything we asked of him, everything God asked of him. Wow. You yeah. know, and so we were able to instate him into the actual 
music ministry. He's going on now. He's doing great things and everything. Wow. And so, you know, our process has always been not to eliminate people, hmm. right? But just see where they're at and say, okay, God, we're going to pray about this. We want you to pray about it. And let's see how we can move forward and really uh, bring you to another level in God. You know, right. change your mindset, renew your mindset, and give you the opportunity to get it right. Right. You know. so it's kind of like that um, whole pastor will that he used to always say, you know, you know, he always throw out the thing where the rope. He's gonna give them the rope. rope yeah. And most people would say, yeah, to hang themselves. And he's like, no, no, we really want them to pull themselves, pull themselves out. out. That's really what that's what we're called to do. Like everybody that's wants true. to bury everybody. They want to get rid of the haters. They want to do all this. But why right. not? We if we're the if we're love and we're God and God is in us, then God gives us grace. Absolutely. Them the rope for grace Absolutely. And, and hopefully help them pull themselves up. I feel like that that's totally your soul. That's that was good. Uh that's totally where we should be. You know, we should be trying to help them get better. Even if they came with the wrong motive, I feel like the God in us should help give them rope enough to pull themselves up and get Absolutely. Them. Yeah, I, that that's always been something uh so impactful. That's probably one of the most impactful. Uh, analogies that I ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. I tell Pastor Will that all the time. I say it really changed, even though I was always, i am always been a good guy. I've always been a merciful guy. Right. Um, but it really changed my my perception, even on leadership. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we, you know, the old church we grew up in, they was stern, they was strict. Right. If you messed up one time, you had to sit down, you know, and, and all this. And it's like, well, no, we don't necessarily want to do that. You know, one of the examples I use of that is David. Mm. Right. I mean, just think uh, of the just think of all the good things that we wouldn't have if God told David, no, you're done. <laughs> all the many songs, the songs and even the songs that have come out of those songs. That's over true. The years that we sing. Yeah. And so, you know, I had somebody who was talking about, well, you shouldn't be singing these songs by these these guys that are, that are you know, claim, or uh, people think are homosexuals and all of this. I said, well, if that's the case, then we got to throw the whole book of Psalms out. <laughs> I said, because when you look at the majority of the Psalms were written by David. You're talking about a man that had a, had the woman's husband killed on the front line because he slept with and got her pregnant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if if David's sin was, uh, was, wasn't good enough to get him uh, uh, reduced or irregulated from what he was doing, then how can our sin be that way? Right. You see what I'm saying? God said he was a, uh, they called David a guy, a man after God's own heart. Mm. How much closer to God can you get? Right. Exactly. <laughs> With having the heart of God. And wow. so we can't, we can't be the judge and jury. We have to be merciful. Now there are points and times where it may get to a point where they're a repeated offender and you have to say, okay, I can't like, deal okay, with so it. You made this a lifestyle. Right. You, this is a lifestyle now. And so until you fix your lifestyle, we have to, you know, there's there's a certain level to it. Right. But yeah, I just totally believe in, in that that rope thing. I use that analogy all the time. And I tell them, I say, I got this from my former pastor. You know, we give them the rope to pull themselves up. We don't want them to hang themselves. Right. So that is so good. And I'm actually coming to an end and it's been so great okay. talking to you. Yeah, but definitely. Closing, definitely. I really want you so just like from your heart to a, a, a young person, a young minister of music, mm -hmm. a young pastor or, mm -hmm. or a young worship leader, what tips would you give to them to stay the course or, or, or to keep pushing during times like this um, 
just based on your experience and, and you got mm-hmm. the experience and based on your expertise and you got the expertise. So you got it all. <laughs> uh, what tips would you give to even a younger you? Um, not even a younger you, because you know what I always say? Um, you wouldn't be who you were without making without, ex- exactly when you were younger. So I always feel like <clears throat> I would tell my younger me, just hold on, you're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> But if you would give to a younger person now, right? Um, just moving forward in ministry, because I know that ministry can sometimes be hard. I know that music right. ministry can be hard. What tips would you give them to push forward? Sure. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of what you just said, I often I say that too. I remember, you know, years ago, I used to be like, man, if I could change this, I would change it. But, you know, if you change one thing, then something else has to change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that could change your whole, uh, you know, paradigm or outlook yeah. of where you're at. And so I, I take that same, you know, approach. It's like, I don't I don't really want to change anything. It's made me who I am today, you know. Exactly. Um, I can't imagine changing something and then I never met my wife. Like, are you serious? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but as far as advice, um, you know, from a, a Christian perspective, first, definitely, Keep God first. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you keep God first, everything else will fall in line. Wow. Um, if you keep God first. One thing I've never done uh, as a musician, as a producer, as a writer, I've never chased the bag. Hmm. You know what I mean? I never said, okay, I got to move to LA or I got to move to Atlanta or I got to move to New York and all that in order to make it in the industry, in order to find a a job, a good job as a minister of music and all that. Simply my prayer was, God, if that's in in your will for my life, make it happen right here where I'm at. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He did that. You know what I mean? He He did that. And (laughs) so, you know, one of the things I want to really bring out is that if you're faithful to God, he's going to be faithful to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you're faithful to the things of God, you're not concerned about the money, you're not concerned about the fame and the fortune, but you're really concerned about reaching people. You know, I think that's one of the things that this younger generation is really missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I speak, I'm talking, you know, generally of, of musicians, you know, artists, singers, and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really missing that, hey, what is your overall purpose? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and ultimately, even if we're singing and all that, it's all about the Great Commission. Yeah. It's all about spreading the good news of, of Jesus Christ and bringing or reconciling this world back to God, our Father. And so we should always keep that in mind, whether you're writing, whether you're producing, um, you know, whether you are ministering, whether you're a, a preacher or a pastor. Our ultimate goal is, you know what, this is not about my skill set. Mm-hmm. It's about me delivering this word. So God can get the glory and people's lives can be changed. Right. So those are the, uh, one of the uh, first two things I would say. Next, I would say, study your craft. <laughs> study your craft. Whether you are a singer, take vocal lessons. Uh, whether you are a, a uh, musician, take music lessons if you can. I mean, they have made it so easy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we didn't have this when you and I were coming up. Uh, where you had YouTube and you yeah. can do, you can take online vocal lessons. Yeah, I mean, I told people, I said, man, if YouTube was around when I was learning how to play, oh my goodness, it, it ain't no telling where I would be at right now. You know, <laughs> Beethoven or somebody, you know what I'm saying? But yes, Lord. it's like, you know, and you learn to use what you have 
um, in the era that you're in, right. right? Back then it was cassette tapes. You know, we would rewind those cassette tapes and we break break cassette tapes and had to go buy more because we kept rewinding them and learning the chords and learning the songs and things of that nature. Right. You know, now it's it's CDs and MP3s and all this, but now you have all access to all these other things that many times people don't take advantage of. Right. And so make sure that you're really uh, studying your craft and you're asking God to bless your craft. Ask God to bless your gift. One of the things that I often... Uh, used to do when my, after my mother anointed my hands, I said, God, if you give me the ability to do a thing, I'll enhance it. Right. I'll enhance it because you gave me the ability to do it. Um, and lastly, especially for musicians, singers, uh, preachers, pastors, and all of that, save and invest your money. Invest in your craft, but also invest in yourself as well. Pay your tithes and offerings. Absolutely. Right? One. Pay your tithes and offerings first. Mm-hmm. Take that off the top. I just had to have a conversation with my son. It was like he forgot. I was like, I said, well, what you doing with your money? Dad, I saved a thousand dollars. Well, awesome. Uh, did you pay God first? <laughs> right? Did you pay God first? Okay, let's go through right. these percentages. Yeah. Right? Pay God, get his 10%. Then you pay yourself. And then you save this, you know. Um, and so do that. Make sure you are actually investing in your craft, investing in your equipment. Um, and then the last thing is invest in others. Mm, yeah. I think many times we miss this, uh, uh, investing in others, taking the time to really pour back into other people, uh, really showing them the ropes. Uh, one of the mandates that God has given me, and, I, and uh, I hate to admit it, but I've kind of been lax on it because I've been so focused on build, getting the church started and all this, mm-hmm. is the mandate of pouring into the younger generation of musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and singers and really teaching them because God has shown me that there is a there is a lapse there. You know, you have like this side of the, the river and this side of the river, and there hasn't been a bridge mm-hmm. to bridge that gap, yeah. that divide between understanding the flow of the spirit in a church service, understanding, you know, the responsibility that the musicians and the singers have as praise and worship leaders. Right. And so really being, being that, and it, and it really focuses on individuals like you and I, right. really, and on so many of the others, like my mentor, Minister Clarence Rayford, and, and so many others that poured into me, and us doing the same thing to this younger generation, mm-hmm. uh, really pouring into them and really helping them, uh, really kind of passing the baton. Right. You know, when I look at, you know, people like myself, uh, I'm no longer a minister of music, even though I still do musical things. Um, but yet now, you know, I'm, I'm moving to pastoralship. And so it's, it's kind of like a cycle, yeah. you know, where you have people graduating to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And so if we, um, if this next generation is not ready to grab the baton, now where are we as the church? Right. You know what I mean? And so we don't want to put ourselves in a deficit in that regard, uh, but we want to arm this next generation as well. Right. Wow. Those are all great, great, great tips. And you put some of us who've been been on the battlefield for a long time to remind us that we got to remember, we got to give back. We got to help that younger. I don't ever mind. I get calls all the time from people and I I tell you what I know. It's not a secret, you know. God is going to get the increase, you know, what does the word say? One plant is one water, but God gets the increase. If Absolutely. I've done what God asked me to do and you 
do what you're supposed to do, God be glorified. Truly. Um, so no, that is absolutely amazing. And we have to remember that. And sometimes we forget because we get so busy and time and life and situations. And you look right. up and you're like, who did you help? Who, what did you do? Right. Um, who did you invest in? And I think about the people that I got to sit under and soak things up that I didn't even know I was soaking up. You know, people forget that piece of it. I think I was in a Betty Nelson class one time. And I know I've been closing, you know, but, you know, we get to talking. Oh, yeah, it's, it's um, fine. <laughs> I was in a Betty Nelson class one time and she was saying there are things that are disseminated just being in the presence. And so she was saying that to say, like, there are people who bring, who didn't want to come to choir rehearsal because they had kids. And she was like, no, you need to be here and you need to bring your children. Right. There are things that are being disseminated. There are things that are being taught to them without you ever saying a word. And so even people that sit under you, I don't have to give you a course outline, but because you've been in the presence of you know, us experience, experience God, there are things that you're learning without reading a book. Right. Period. So, you know, we, we have to remember that and grab people and tell them to come on. Let, let, right. let me show you something if you got a little time. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's the thing, you know, the old saying says, uh, uh, most is caught than taught. Mm. You know what I mean? And so more is caught than taught. And so, in other words, People, they pick up more by being around you and seeing what you're doing than right. you just simply teaching them. Exactly. Um, and so that's why that, that definitely speaks to, like you said, grabbing them, say, come on, let me talk to you. Or let, come on, just come on with me. And right. uh, I, I even have guys now that say, hey, I want, next time you do a studio session, I want to come and just observe, right. you know, because um, they want to see the process, see what, you know, what my thinking is when I approach a song or whatever the case may be. And so that's definitely so valuable in this day and time. Wow. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you again, Pastor. Absolutely. Jay. I thank you so much for having me. Great conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to have it again because there are many, many things. I can't wait till we can do a Warriors of Worship in person as, yes. a, as a workshop and people can come in and sit. Yes, that'll be amazing. Pandemic to be over. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, but thank you again. Tell your family, story, the kids, everybody. Hello. We do. You do the same. You All do the right. same. Well, thank you. This was amazing. Again, this is Pastor with Pastor Jermaine Freeman from Numa Life in Greensboro. Look him up if you're in the area. And actually, everything's online, so you can just find him online. Yeah, you can find me. Services oh. online, um, and I'm sure you'll get all of the information there. So I'm so excited for y'all. And I've caught worship a couple times. Uh, tell Lady Freeman and the girls that they've done an amazing job. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep them encouraged, especially them, them young girls. You know how they do. Yes, I do. I know you got to keep their attention, but they can sing. Yeah, they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Again, doing. let them be in your presence. They done picked up so much, you ain't taught, you ain't had to teach them nothing. Right, right. Keep encouraging them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Be here. We love you, and we will have you back soon. Absolutely. Look forward right. to it. Bye-bye.